We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. U.S. Bank wants to know how you reward yourself because they have cards that make every day more rewarding. Are you a points order, cashback guru, low intro APR lover? With U.S. Bank, it's up to you because they have the cards to fit your lifestyle. So earn more whether you're shopping at a gas station or grocery store, even while planning a staycation. Learn more at usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. July 28th, we've got a nine-game slate today with two day games and then seven night games, which we'll jump right into. But first, I am your co-host, James Seltzer, and joining me, as always, my co-host, Mr. Benny Ricciardi. What's up, brother? Not much. This is this is actually a pretty tough slate. we got a lot of pitching options that you can go with, and I think that's a good thing because I don't think there's a ton of spots where the bats really jump out. Not really a lot of big totals on the day. I don't think we have one over. I think the Baltimore game is the biggest one at like nine and a half. But there's quite a few aces on the mound that I'm interested in. Yeah, we got six pitchers in the uh, five figures uh, uh, pricing there. So there's there's certainly a lot of high-end options today and maybe a few lower-end options as well. Let's run through the slate and we'll jump right in. One ten start, as I said, two day games. The first in New York as the Mets host the Rockies. Tyler Anderson, the lefty on the hill against Jacob DeGrom. Two ten start in Milwaukee is the other day game. Zach Davies and the Brewers hosting the lefty Robbie Ray and the D-backs. Getting into that main slate, starting at 7-10 in Minnesota. Baltimore in town, Ubaldo Jimenez taking on Kyle Gibson. Then in Atlanta, another 7-10 start, Matt Whistler and the Braves. Hosting <clears throat> Aaron Nola and those Phillies. Uh, and then a 7-10 start in Miami as well as another NL East team. The Miami Marlins hosting the St. Louis Cardinals. Micah Waka taking on Jose Fernandez. The 805 start in Texas. Kansas City in town. Your Donovan Ventura taking on Cole Hamels and the Rangers. Another 805 start in Chicago as the Cubs and John Lackey host their crosstown rivals, the White Sox, and the most talked about. Pitcher in baseball for not pitching, 
Chris Sale back on the hill after his suspension. I'm sure we'll get into that. Uh, and then two uh, ten o'clock and later starts ten o five start in Los Angeles. Jared Weaver and the Angels hosting David Price and the Red Sox. And then we round out the night at ten fifteen in San Francisco as Tanner Roark and the Nats take on Johnny Cueto and those Giants. All right, Benny, let's hop in. Let's not get these two first games. Obviously, I think most people are going to play the main slate with such a big time difference between the early and the night slate. But if you are playing an all-day slate, let's uh, let's jump in those first two. 110 in New York, Tyler Anderson and the Rockies taking on Jacob deGrom and the Mets. Uh, are you going pitching here? Are you getting any bats in as well? Yeah, I don't really think I'm looking at too many of the bats. If I was doing anything, it'd be DeGrom. This is one of the lowest uh, total games on the day. I think it's only a seven. And the Mets are favored by over a run in this game as well. So they're basically expecting DeGrom. I think the Rockies' internal number is below three today. So, you know, this is definitely a good spot to look at him. We know the Rockies are much weaker on the road. DeGrom has been good after struggling a little bit earlier in the season. You know, on the other side for the Mets, there's a couple guys that are interesting to me. I, I like Wilmer Flores a lot against left-handed pitching. He has been just crushing left-handed pitching this year. So if I use any bats at all in this game, I'm not going against DeGrom. I think Flores is probably the one guy that I'd be looking at. Cespedes would be somebody, but I feel like he's not 100% right now. I don't know if you have any thoughts on that, but he hasn't really looked all that great at the plate lately after... You know, he was injured, like, right before the All-Star break, and, you know, since the break, he hasn't really been the same hitter. Yeah, I feel the same way. I'm, I'm avoiding, to be honest, I'm avoiding hitters in this game, period. Um, I, Tyler Anderson hasn't been terrible. Like, he's not great, uh, but as far as it goes, he hasn't been terrible and has only had two road starts and looked very good in them. Yeah, he, he actually has, a, I remember looking at his numbers the other day, he actually has a really high ground ball rate which is something that you like out of your pitchers, you know, especially for DFS. You know, I don't think I would use him. I don't think he's going to get the win. So on FanDuel, that's a that's a big issue for me. It's a red flag. But he, I agree with you. I mean, he's not a horrible pitcher. He's not a gas can. Yeah, maybe you take a shot in a tournament uh, if you're playing an all-day slate. And, you know, that Mets lineup, not that great to begin with. So I think there's some opportunity there. But I agree, for the most part, I'm not really getting too many bats up in this game on either side, especially that early start after the late game last night for the Rockies. All right, uh, let's move on. The other st- uh, early game slate, 210 uh, as part of the all-day slate in Milwaukee. Robbie Ray and the Diamondbacks taking on Zach Davies and the Brewers. Uh, a couple of pitchers who have, have had some really nice outings but also have also shown that they can get hit up as well. Yeah, you know, I mean, I don't think I'd use either one of these pitchers here, but I don't think it's a great matchup for Arizona against Davies. Uh, He's pretty tough on right-handed bats, and, you know, with the way their lineup is now, especially if Lamb's still out, I mean, they don't really have any lefties other than Michael Bourne. So I I wouldn't take Davies, but at the same point in time, I'm kind of shying away from Arizona. I do actually like the Brewers' bats, though. The Brewers hit left-handed pitching very well. You know, Braun is really good against lefties. Uh, Jonathan Villar, very good against lefties. And then, you know, you could even fill out a stack with guys like, you know, Lou Croy hits left-handed pitching well as a right-handed catching option. Um, you know, Chris Carter has some home run upside against lefties. You know, even Hernan Perez, who's kind of cheap, uh, he was another guy that has been hitting lefties well since they traded away Aaron Hill and moved him into the two-hole. So I, I definitely think you could put, you know, 
four four of those guys towards the top of the order from Milwaukee in there. If I'm doing anything, and like if I was playing an early only slate, it would probably be Degrom at pitcher, a stack of the Milwaukee bats, and then try to fill in the rest. Yeah, I agree with you. I, I love Perez as a uh, at at two seven. I think that's a really nice price for a guy with a two twenty nine ISO against lefties. Um, and, and Ray has shown to give up some home runs. He's got twelve homers allowed to right-handed hitters this year. Three forty eight WOBA. And Perez can throw in a few stolen bases too. So uh, I, I really like that call. I think it's a nice upside play. But completely agree that that if I'm getting involved in this, I'm throwing those Brewers right-handed bats in there, and uh, I'm I'm taking. The Zach Davies side, if I'm going to throw a pitcher in. Just like you said, because of that, uh, we saw it last night, you know, that Diamondbacks lineup, just not a lot of firepower against right-handed pitchers, uh, and that, that can prove to be an issue, even though they did all right last night. All right, Benny, uh, let's get on to the main slate. Seven ten start in Minnesota, as we've got a couple of pitchers who you would think you want to get some bats involved against. Ibaldo Jimenez taking on Kyle Gibson. Where are you leaning in this one, Ben? Yeah, I think you got to look at the bats here. It's the the highest total that's on the board for the day, and it's supposed to be a pretty close game, so they're expecting four or five runs from each side of both of these teams. Um, I, I, like I said, I like a lot of the bats in this game. I mean, you know, for the Baltimore side, you know, Machado, somebody I love in righty-on-righty matchups. He hits really well. Chris Davis, I think, is in a decent spot, even though he hasn't been hitting well lately. Trumbo's leading the league in home runs, so he's always in play as well. You know, then you could even go with like Adam Jones as a, you know, as the other outfielder. Or if you want to go cheap, you can take the lefty and Kim, uh, who's back in the lineup there. Or even go to Waiters to switch hitting catchers. So, you know, I think Baltimore bats are definitely in play. Like I said, there's a lot of good pitching on the slate. Um, this is one of the games that doesn't have any. So you want to be looking at some bats from here. And then on the other side against uh, Ubaldo, you know, Ubaldo's a lot better at home. When he goes on the road, his numbers over the last couple seasons haven't been as good. You know, he's a guy that can give up a lot of home runs, so I'd probably want guys with home run power. Maybe a, a Miguel Sano, um, a Brian Dozier, maybe a Max Kepler if he's in the lineup. I don't know why he wasn't in the lineup yesterday. Yesterday was such a good spot for him, and they didn't play him. So hopefully he's not hurt and, you know, they put him back in the lineup today. But, yeah, like I said, I think you can use bats on both sides of this game. It's going to be one of the higher-scoring ones with so many good pitchers going in the other games. Yeah, I like uh, Kepler a lot in this spot. He's crushed right-handed pitching. Uh, hold on, I have his Woba somewhere. Three, three forty-seven Woba and a two ninety-five ISO against right-handed mm-hmm. pitching. So he's really shown some power against right. So I love that call and and agree. You know, you balled his lot four twenty-five Woba against lefties. So um, yeah, anyone you can fit in, I, I think this has a chance to be uh, uh, an ugly game for the pitcher. So I, I think there's a lot of value there as well. All right, Benny, uh, seven ten start in Atlanta is Aaron Nola and the Phillies heading to town to take on. Matt Whistler and the Braves. Uh, Nola looked good for a while, but has been pretty rough lately, and uh, and Whistler obviously has been hit or miss. Yeah, I don't think I'm going with Nola here. I know the price is tempting at 8K, but Atlanta's actually been hitting right-handed pitching a little bit better lately, and they've been better against righties all season. I mean, they have a very lefty-heavy lineup. You know, at the same point in time, though, this isn't a lineup that puts up a lot of runs, so... Outside of maybe Freddie Freeman, if you wanted to, I don't really think there's any bats on this Atlanta team I'm rolling. Then Whistler's the guy that's always struggled against left-handed bats, too. So, again, the Phillies are not a team that puts up a ton of runs. The one guy who I am looking at, though, I do like Odubel Herrera. He has the stolen base upside. He actually has a little bit of pop as well. Um, 
you know, and he's a guy that's got like a 350 Woba against uh, right-handed pitching. And like I said, you know, Whistler struggles with left-handed bats. I think they hit over 300 against them last year. You know, they're hitting in like the high 260s, 270s against them this year. So, you know, probably not the biggest offensive game that we're going to have on the slate here today. So maybe a, a bat here and there, but really don't want too much exposure here. Yeah, I, feel, I don't want any exposure, though I will uh, probably have Freddie Freeman in some lineups. 3300 is a nice price considering the cheap slate and the other options. Uh, 305 ISO and five homers over his last 15 games, and uh, obviously his hit right in a pitching over the course of his career, 376 Woba, 207 ISO. Um, and Nola, 1061 ERA over his last seven starts. So, you know, I, I think Nola uh, needed a break and, and will be better, but... Um, certainly hasn't shown that, you know, he had the one all right start, two starts ago, you know, no runs in six innings, and then gave up <laughs> six in his last outing. So very, very hard to trust Nola there. All right, last of the seven ten starts in Miami as we've got a, a true ace on the hill here as Jose Fernandez taking on uh, a less than ace, Michael Waka and the Cardinals. Waka struggled, hasn't really been able to, to you know, be as consistent as last season. And then at 11-8, uh, top on the board, uh, are you rolling Hernandez or Fernandez? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, he, he's just, he's got so much upside. I think you definitely got to consider him. He, he can go out there and strike out double-digit guys, you know, basically any game and just put up such a big number that it's so tough not to throw him out there. So I do like him. He's definitely on my short list. He's about... Twelve to fifteen hundred dollars more expensive than about a half dozen other really good pitchers too. So I don't think he's somebody that you have to play or that has to be in your cash game lineup today. But as far as upside goes, I think he's the pitcher on the slate that probably has the biggest chance to put up. Probably has the best chance to put up the biggest game today. Because like I said, I mean we've seen it time and time again where he goes out and strikes out double digit guys and only gives up like a run or so. So I'm kind of staying away from all the bats on the Cardinals. I'm not really looking to take any Cardinals, even though they normally hit right-handed pitching well. You know, I just, I'm not going to mess with going up against him. And then, honestly, Waka hasn't been horrible lately. Now, fantasy-wise, he has been because he just really doesn't strike anybody out. So the low strikeout rate makes him a guy that I would, you know, almost never roll out there in fantasy. But um, he's only given up like two, three runs a game going over six innings. You know, I don't. I don't see him giving up a ton of runs. I don't see like Miami scoring like a, like eight or nine against them. But I think they'll get a few. I mean, you can look at Stanton. You know, his Wolb is still in the three fifty range, even in righty on righty matchups. The power is, you know, something we don't even really got to discuss. And then the lefties, I think, are probably well. Actually, isn't Waka a guy that has kind of reverse splits? Um, yeah, I think he does actually. I- yeah, I think righties have hit him a little better. So, like I said, I mean, Stanton's a guy that I'm looking at. Maybe if uh, JT Real mute those up towards the top of the order, but I'm not really looking to take a lot of bats in this game either. Yeah, I feel very similarly there. You know, I think obviously Fernandez in cash games. And, yes, you are right, Waka, a little bit higher Woba versus righties and lefties. So um, a reverse split's got higher slugging percentage as well. So maybe there is some advantage there with a, a Stanton or Ozuna. Ozuna was out of the lineup yesterday, so keep an eye on that. Um, but I agree. I think for the most part, uh, I'm kind of shying away from the offense in this game as well. All right, Benny, before we get on to the 8 o'clock starts, let me remind everyone that MLB season is in full swing, and that means that Daily Fantasy Baseball is back. Go to Fandle.com. Building a team is easy. Just pick your players, stay under the salary cap, sit back tonight and watch your team win. Entry fees start at just $1. Anyone can play. 
Benny and I play. We invited Matt Damon to play with us yesterday. That's that's <laughs> how cool this is. Everyone's playing. Matt Damon thought, I guarantee you, he thought about playing with me and Benny. It was this close. So mm. join over one million other users and potentially Matt Damon, who've already won money. <laughs> it's never too late to join. Come play with me and Benny and potentially Matt Damon over at FanDuel.com. Go to FanDuel.com and click the microphone in the upper right-hand corner to use my code RWPOD to sign up now. Special offer for new users. Get a free six-month RotoWire subscription with a $25 deposit. You must use my code RWPOD for a $60 value for just $25. That's over $60 for just $25. Don't forget my code RWPOD. That's over at FanDuel.com where every day is a new season. That's FanDuel. F-A-N-D-U-E-L dot com. Sign up today. All right, Benny, 805 start in Texas in the heat down there. Cole Hamels taking on your Dono Ventura and the Royals. Uh, Hamels has been really good. Another one of those six guys at the uh, 10,000 or more mark. I believe he's 10K on the dot. Uh, against your Dono, who has not been an ace, Benny. Uh, are you getting some Texas bats in the lineup, and are, are you rolling Hamels here? Well, I was going to say, let's talk about Hamels first because he's actually been pretty good in uh, you know most of his recent starts. He had two rough starts, both against Minnesota, uh, about two weeks ago, I think it was, like right at the beginning of July. But basically every other start before and after that, he has gone out there and given up like one run, gone like six or seven innings. You know, the Ks aren't huge. He's not striking out like ten guys a game, but he's, he's getting you a decent amount. So I like Hamels which means that I'm pretty much off of all the bats on Kansas City. So I don't know if I if Hamels has the kind of upside I need today. Because like I said, you can have for a couple, for like $1,800 more, you can have Jose Fernandez, who has just as good a chance of winning his game and so much more strikeout upside, which gives him such a higher ceiling for fantasy. Uh, on the other side, though, I mean, I've never been a huge fan of Ventura. But he's like kind of like a Jekyll and Hyde guy. Like sometimes he comes out there and he's throwing gas and, and he mows down seven or eight guys. And other times he comes out there and he's throwing gas and everybody's making contact and, you know, getting hits and, and running a carousel on him. So I kind of like this Texas team. They have one of the higher team totals on the day. And I mean, this lineup has gotten, in my opinion, this lineup has gotten better now that they lost Prince Fielder because you're able to get jerks and pro far. Um, as well as Rogan and Odor in the lineup at the same time. You know, Ian Desmond's been on fire. Adrian Beltre's been hitting the ball well. You got guys like Mazzara. You know, Mitch Moreland's getting in there, who's bad. I actually like a little more than Fielder. So this is a really good lineup from top to bottom. And there's a, you know, there's a lot of solid hitters in here. So I don't think it's going to be an easy spot for Ventura. My problem is I'm not really sure who I want to target on this Texas team because with a lineup that has length like this, they're getting production from top to bottom. And it's really not coming from the same places all the time, other than Ian Desmond, who's having an amazing season. Yeah, Desmond really uh, turned it around in that uh, one-year bet-on-yourself contract. Good for him. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I actually think there's a lot of value in this Texas lineup. Obviously, uh, like you said about Ventura, it can be hit or miss. But, you know, a 499 ERA, 141 whip, he is not... He's been more missed than hit this year. Uh, a one five four whip allowed to lefties. So, um, I mean, I just like some of the pricing in there. I mean, Jerks and Profar is for some 23, reason yeah. still, and he just continues mm -hmm. to be priced there. And he's batting close to three hundred, and he's batting first or second in the lineup. But I just, mm -hmm. 
you know, there's so much built-in value there. Uh, uh, you mentioned Mitch Moreland, the 2,900, especially on a, a light slate. He's been hitting well against righty. Uh, another nice value. And then you look at Joey Gallo for the minimum price at $2,000. And I'm not the biggest Joey Gallo fan, but he's still got a 358 Woba and 267 ISO against right-handed pitching in his time in the majors. And for $2,000, a guy who could hit, you know, two home runs relatively easily, I think is a, a quite a potential bargain there. So um, yep. I do think there's some, some uh, equity there in that uh, Texas offense. All right, moving on, 8.05 start as well in Chi-Town at Wrigley as uh, we've got the Battle of Chicago. Chris Sale taking on John Lackey. Uh, we'll get into let, let Let's take a second here. We're going to get into the bats and the matchups here, but Chris Sale, baby. <laughs> we didn't really talk about it. Brad, you know, first of all, um, do you think that this is the layoff or, or the whole thing is going to affect him at all, A and B? Do you remember a weirder story in your time covering or following baseball? Because I don't. You know, not really. But at the same point in time, I do kind of understand where he was coming from a little bit. Because, you know, if you're not comfortable when you're out there, you're, you're probably not going to play well. Especially if you're a pitcher. You know, if you got some old uniform on that's, you know, restrictive and, and doesn't allow you to breathe when you're standing out there in the heat. I mean, I'd be pretty pissed off about it, too. Now, I don't know if I'd go Edward Scissorhands and go crazy on all the jerseys or anything like that, but, you know, I, I could kind of see where he's coming from a little bit. And also, I mean, you know, I think he's a guy that's on his way out of town, and I think that, you know, him and the management haven't exactly gotten along well in, uh, you know, a little while. And I, I feel that way about a lot of these guys on Chicago. It seems to me like this new regime that they brought in there, you know, not very player-friendly. They've kind of been pissing off a lot of people in the last year or so. I mean, even going back to the whole Adam LaRoche situation and all that. So, Drake you know. LaRoche was a leader, damn it! <laughs> you know, I mean, like I said, it is it is what it is. I don't think it's really going to affect him. I think he'll be absolutely fine. I think he'll pitch the same way he's been pitching all season. Now, the real question is, to get into the analysis, is that going to be enough against this, you know, Cubs team? I mean, let's face it, he hasn't been the Chris Sale that we've known in years past. You know, they have this whole argument that they're talking about, that he's trying to pitch the contact, that the organization wants him, and blah, blah, blah. You know, all that I know is this is a guy that's been giving up a lot of runs, and a lot of runs have been coming because he's been giving up an absolute ton of home runs this season. I don't ever remember Sale giving up home runs at the rate he's been giving them up this season, especially the right-handed bats. So, you know, you look at guys like maybe a, a Chris Bryant who's got the, you know, upside to take him yard, maybe a Wilson Contreras, you know. This Cubs lineup has a lot of really good right-handed bats that can hit the ball. So I think there's a couple guys you can look at. And all season long, we've been joking about how, you know, the pitchers on the White Sox, they don't get any run support. So really, I can't really take a lot of bats going up against Lackey. I haven't bought into this whole John Lackey resurgence thing. I don't think he's as good as some of his numbers were earlier in the year. But really, you want to take lefties against them. So if you're going to take anybody on the White Sox, what are you doing? Adam Eaton, maybe? You know, Melky Cabrera, who's been okay lately? You know, neither one of those guys are really scaring me much. So I like the Cubs bats a little bit. I think a Cubs stack could be a little contrarian. And I will have zero shares of sales today. I, I, I literally exactly feel the exact same way. I love the Cubs as a, a sneaky contrarian play. Uh, Baez, Javier Baez, probably one of my favorites at 3,100. Ah, good call. Uh, he's been destroying left-handed pitches. Yeah. Like 443 Woba, 233 ISO, and, and really just hitting period. Um, so I really like him there. And, and you're right. I mean, look, Sale's got a 540 ERA in July. He really 
he hasn't been the same guy. He wasn't the same guy leading into the All-Star game. Um, so I, I think that, you know, he is slightly overrated, especially I, I'm certainly not getting him in my lineup at that price. Um, mm-hmm. And like you said, I, I do like that idea of, of, of the Cubs kind of contrarian play there. Uh, and, and, yes, I think Sale is a total maniac. And I, I guess <laughs> I get it, but, dude, I, I think you're getting – you're a professional baseball player. You suck it up and put on whatever uniform they tell you to put on. That, that's my take. Um, all right. 10.05 start as we move on. we got two games left on the slate here, Benny, in Los Angeles as the uh, Boston Red Sox in town. David Price taking on Jared Weaver and his 73-mile-per-hour fastball. Benny, what do you think about this one? <laughs> You know, David Price always struggles early in the game, and it's so weird because I don't really know why. Maybe he's he's just a slow starter. So I think Mike Trout takes him deep in the first inning, and then he pretty much pitches a gem the rest of the game. And then on the other side of this game, you know, it's Weaver who is going up against a really good offense. So, you know, again, this Red Sox team is another team with, like, Weaver, I'm not worried really about splits righty or lefty because with a guy who throws that slow, it's more about, you know, position for him, and basically what happens is every once in a while he misses his spot. And when he misses his spot, you know, from top to bottom on this Red Sox team, they got guys that can take advantage of that. You know, Mookie Betts hits well against right-handed pitching. You know, Pedroia and Bogarts are just solid professional hitters. You know, Ortiz, Hanley, Jackie Bradley, these are guys that have the big upside, you know, can get you the doubles and the triples and the home runs. And that, well, no, Ortiz isn't getting the triple, but they can get you the doubles and the home runs and, and drive in the runs with the RBIs. And then even at the bottom of the order, I mean, you know, Sandy Leone has been one of the hottest catchers in baseball. You know, guys like Travis Shaw, you know, solid hitter that they have down there as well. So I don't like the spot for Weaver at all. For Price, I don't mind the spot. The only bat on on the Angels I'd look at is Trout. Then I think you can look at almost any bat on the Red Sox. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I'll highlight Jackie Bradley Jr. I think is maybe the best value uh, on the Red Sox today uh, at only 3,200. Surprisingly, very cheap and a 410 WOBA, 286 ISO against right-handed pitching. And Jared Weaver has allowed 23 home runs this year, so that's a lot. I'm guessing the Red Sox put up some home runs today, so. Get those guys in your lineup. All right, uh, we round out the night, the day, all of it at 10-15 in San Francisco as Washington is in town. Tanner Roark taking on uh, Johnny Cueto. So kind of an interesting pitching matchup here. Uh, are you shying away from the bats in the pitcher's park here, Ben? You know, I actually – I'm not a big fan of the San Francisco bats, but um, Roark is a guy that you can use left-handed bats against, and there's going to be a lot of lefties on San Francisco they're going to throw at him. So I think San Francisco could be a sneaky stack. You know, guys like Span, guys like Belt, Crawford, uh, Jared Parker. But again, it's not the greatest ballpark, and it is one of the lower totals on the day. Um, I do like Cueto a little bit here. You know, I think he's been solid for most of the season. My problem with him is the price. I don't know if, like I said, I mean, it's so tough for me not to go up from 10-7 on Cueto to 11-8 on Fernandez because as good as Cueto is and the fact that he pitches deep deep into games is nice, but, you know, I just don't see him having anywhere near the kind of strikeout upside that Fernandez has, so it's tough for me to go down on him in cash or in even in GPPs as a swerve. I think I'd still rather just use Fernandez today. Yeah, also uh, I'll throw in there a couple. uh, uh, It seems like... They've kind of over-adjusted for Cueto, both with the price and with the matchups. Like, Wilson Ramos should not be $2,700. I don't care who he's facing. I mean, that, that's mm-hmm. crazy. 
Uh, yeah. Not to mention the fact that he's actually killed right-handed pitching, but significantly better. Uh, a 404 Woba on the season against right-handed pitching, and Cueto has has faltered a little bit lately. 409 ERA over his last five starts. So, um, and, and I know you know there are other guys uh, in that Washington lineup who've been downgraded price rise uh, based on the matchup. And I agree with you. I, I think Johnny Cueto is really good, but I'm not uh, a avoiding guys against him nor putting him out in the lineup the same way I would do with Fernandez. I think you're absolutely right. I think that's the takeaway from the day is that when you look at this list of the top, you know, most expensive pitchers, they're, they're all aces. I like them a lot, but in every single case, I'd rather just pay the 1700 or 1800 or whatever it is, or even 1200, whichever of these guys you're going, you know, whether it's Cueto de Grom, sale price, Hamels, I want Fernandez more than every single one of them. Yeah, I mean, you, like I said, you just there's nobody else that has the kind of strikeout upside that he has. Like he could pitch seven innings and get 13, 14 strikeouts. Like we've seen him do it in recent. A bad game for him, he's still probably popping off nine or ten strikeouts for you. Yeah, <laughs> that's gonna do it for today. It's been the uh, Rotowire DFS podcast for Thursday, July twenty eighth. Benny, uh, we'll be back next week. I'm looking forward to it, brother. As always. Yeah, sounds good. Uh, you know, starting. I mean, we're we're getting into August now, so oh, baseball season is is kind of you know getting to the, soon, get to the stretch. Yeah, that's what I'm talking. That's what I was just thinking about. I mean, starting next week by about Thursday when we're doing this, I'm going to be spending half as much time doing my uh, preseason NFL stuff. So me too, me too. Just uh, I I had the joy as an Eagles fan of of writing about Ryan Matthews finding a way to get hurt before training camp even started. So that's always fun, <laughs> Benny. It's really, it's really, you know, he's, he's outdone himself this year. You know, um, people, people were talking about, what's his name? Smallwood, the guy that they Wendell brought in. Smallwood, sure. Yeah. Even, even before this whole thing happened, people were talking that, you know, he might be somebody that could actually play a pretty decent role this year. So maybe his role is going to be getting a lot bigger now. Yeah. That anyone backing up Ryan Matthews has a very good chance of their role getting bigger. That's just, that's just the way it rolls with Ryan Matthews. Really nice that's runner, it. but, uh, just, uh, can't stay on the field, but, uh, there'll be more time for that, Benny. Let's stick with baseball while we can. Uh, and uh, again, uh, we will be back uh, next week. Uh, same bat channel, same bad time. And, uh, the, uh, uh, Rotowire DFS podcast will come back tomorrow as always. So again, this has been the Rotowire DFS podcast for Thursday, July 28th. Go out. Good luck. Win some money. Ace is a place with the helpful hardware folks. At Ace, your backyard's right in our backyard, which means we have hand-picked products that are right for the birds in your neighborhood, like premium bird seed, suet, birdhouses, and feeders. Stop by your local Ace and get everything you need to attract the birds you want, including Ace Wild Bird Food, on sale now. Now through Tuesday only, when you buy two 20-pound bags of wild bird food, get a third bag free, only at Ace, the helpful place. Offer valid through February 28th at participating stores.